MDN TV, the podcast. Be abreast with now. Never miss a thing with MDN TV, the podcast. We love to keep you in the present with diverse goodies from secular and non secular subjects of global interest. Join us. Grab more from these series. Listen to our podcasts. The undeniable choice. It's sundown. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. Yes, ha, ha. This is MDN Shows Running With The Times, only on MDN TV, their podcast. And I am Major Daughter. Welcome, welcome, welcome to all our listeners and viewers around the world. Meet us in the comments. We are live there. Ask questions, engage, share this podcast, tell your friends to tell their friends. This is one show and one episode they do not want to miss. We are talking about how to reduce alcohol use without rehab or without abstinence. How many how many of us have those resolutions this year? of um, like stop drinking at all, right? Maybe that is one of your resolutions. So if that is one of your resolutions or you're one of those who say, I just want to reduce my consumption, my alcohol consumption, or you want to stop altogether. I mean, it doesn't matter where you are on the scale, wherever you are, this show is for you. My guest is passionate about helping people to control the alcohol epidemic. It is an epidemic in South Africa, in Africa, in the worst, in every part of the world. This is just one of those things that we are dealing with daily and it affects families, affects relationships even destroys careers. So if you're one of those things, one of those people, or you know somebody who will learn a thing or two on this, well, why don't you tell them to jump in right after this? MDN TV, the podcast. Be abreast with now. Never miss a thing with MDN TV, the podcast. We love to keep you in the present with diverse goodies from secular and non-secular subjects of global interest. Join us. Grab more from these series. Listen to our podcasts. The undeniable choice. The undeniable choice. For today is Brian Noonan. Look, for the last 15 years, Brian has helped thousands of patients to decrease their alcohol consumption using the Sinclair method. If you don't know what that is, don't worry, we've got you covered. He's going to help us break that down and tell us exactly what does it entail and what does it even mean? Have you ever heard about it? It doesn't matter, you're at the right place. So, Brian has been at this for over a decade. Brian, thanks a gazillion times for saying yes and for availing yourself and for sharing yourself with the world. Please take this moment to greet our global viewers and listeners and tell us why the passion in uh, controlling the alcohol epidemic. Brian, the mic swings to you now. That's great. Well, well, thank you very much for having me here. As you as you made clear, uh, this is a uh, epidemic 
uh, around the world uh, that uh, really, uh, in most countries, uh, in terms of mortality, in terms of uh, societal cost, uh, is actually the, the number one uh, substance uh, use problem. So it's uh, critical that we develop uh, strategies uh, to help people uh, uh, drink less or, 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 uh, or, or uh, abstain altogether, if that's our goal. Uh, one of the nice uh, uh, things about uh, what I've been doing the past uh, decade or so is uh, using the Sinclair method uh, strategy, uh, which uh, involves using the prescription medication naltrexone uh, uh, prior to drinking, uh, which actually is, is surprising to, to many people. Uh, the treatment actually involves uh, taking this prescription medication uh, at least one hour prior to your first drink of the day. Uh, the medication essentially is a buzz blocker. It uh, blocks the buzz. It blocks the uh, pleasurable reinforcing effects of the medication. And uh, mm. and it's just like anything. If you stop getting the reward uh, for behavior, you know, if they stop paying you at work, uh, you're eventually going to start going up. Uh, and so so the, the, the basic model behind the Sinclair method, uh, there's nothing exceptional about it. Uh, you take away the reward from anything and you're going to get less of that behavior. So the process involves drinking uh, without the buzz, drinking without the buzz, drinking without the buzz. You do this and uh, over about four to six months, uh, you gradually reduce your use. And the great thing about it is that uh, once you uh, are kind of at this point where you're uh, indifferent to alcohol, you can kind of take it or leave it. Uh, uh, most people actually choose to continue drinking socially. Uh, which which is uh, completely uh, appropriate uh, within the, the the protocol as long as you take the medication at least one hour uh, prior to drinking. And so one of the barriers to to any kind of alcohol treatment is that alcohol is such a big part of our social lives, uh, whether it be a wedding or sporting event or a concert or uh, just meeting after work. Uh, nice. It's really uh, it's a it's a normal thing to drink, and, and we like to say that uh, drinking is not a problem. Problem drinking is a problem. And so the Sinclair method allows you to drink in a non-problematic way as long as you take the medication uh, now, how uh, prior does this, to, to drinking. Yes. Now, how does this Sinclair method compare to traditional alcohol-dependence treatments? Well, in traditional treatment, uh, what you do is essentially develop coping strategies uh, to withstand uh, the often persistent uh, cravings uh, to drink again. Uh, and, and so this might mean uh, go to meetings. Uh, it might uh, uh, mean uh, different types of therapy. Uh, but one thing uh, that uh, it does not do is address the underlying uh, interest uh, that your addicted brain has uh, in uh, receiving the, this reward uh, uh, from, from the alcohol. Uh, and so the most kind of traditional approach would be uh, a 12-step group such as Alcoholics Anonymous. And, uh, and one thing that they are correct about, uh, they say that uh, whether you've uh, been abstinent for five years or 10 years or however long it's been, when you start to drink again, if you start to drink again, you will pick up exactly where you left off. Uh, in other words, that uh, addicted uh, part of your brain uh, remained unchanged uh, mm. simply by uh, not drinking. Uh, so you really have to do you have to do something to reverse the addictive uh, process. Abstinence alone is not a treatment. 
so what's great about Sinclair Method is that, uh, you know, we don't kind of help you develop coping skills to fight a battle the rest of your life. Uh, we simply uh, essentially take the battle away from you uh, by gradually uh, teaching your brain that the behavior of drinking will not result in this reward. Uh, and, uh, and so it really uh, kind of, uh, you don't have to center your life around uh, recovery. Uh, you don't have to cent center your life around uh, fighting off your brain's uh, intrusive, persistent interest in this reward. Uh, you really can uh, uh, kind of uh, be free uh, of uh, that addictive part of your brain. Uh, uh, and, uh, and again, uh, if you want to continue drinking, uh, that's, uh, that's uh, appropriate uh, as long as you take the medication uh, each and every time uh, prior to drinking. Yes. And, well, this is amazing. You know, I've, I've, not, I've not heard of this before. Will this apply to other substances? Will it apply to other drugs? Can the Sinclair method be used for other uh, substances like your drugs, uh, maybe dacha, the cannabis and the likes that really get people to land in the, in the, in the rehab. Because you say when it comes to abstinence, it doesn't resolve anything because it doesn't reverse what is already programmed on one's brain. Brian? That, that is exactly right. Uh, it's just, uh, uh, it's, it's uh, you know, the last, whether it's been 10 years or however long, uh, the last time you had a drink, uh, you received this reward. And so that's that memory and that association between the behavior and the reward uh, will uh, endure indefinitely uh, unless there is something done about it. Uh, and to answer your first question about, you know, how this could be applied uh, to other substances, uh, the basic answer uh, is, uh, is yes, uh, for, for the same reason, uh, that I mentioned is that uh, any behavior uh, that uh, uh, where you uh, reduce the reward for that behavior, you're going to get less of that behavior. Now, specifically, what what many people don't realize about uh, alcohol is that the buzz itself, you know, kind of the reason we enjoy drinking, is because of the way it affects our uh, opioid system. Uh, you know, we uh, strictly uh, speaking, alcohol is not an op an opioid, but it does cause the uh, endogenous opioids. Uh, these are just nat naturally occurring opioids that we have. When you drink, uh, these opioids uh, give you uh, the buzz. And actually, the medication was originally approved for opioid treatment. So uh, sometimes people underestimate uh, severity of of uh, alcohol dependence. Uh, they uh, may, on some level, accept that it is a drug, but even that is kind of in quotation marks, uh, but really it, it truly uh, is a, a drug, of course, and it affects your opioid system. Now, uh, now naltrexone itself specifically uh, blocks these uh, receptors so that when you drink, you don't get the buzz. So you don't get these endorphins uh, that, that make you uh, feel good. And mm -hmm. actually, uh, we know that these endorphins are involved in some other behavioral disorders, for example, yes. uh, binge eating. Uh, uh, gambling, uh, for example, uh, causes. So uh, at the uh, so at this stage, we, we sort of uh, have a general idea that uh, any behavior uh, where endorphins are the primary reward, uh, naltrexone. Uh, there is reason to believe uh, that naltrexone would be helpful in reducing those behaviors. Of course, most of the the research uh, is, is as it relates to alcohol, but more and more, uh, especially gambling uh, and binge eating. 
uh, we're seeing a positive results. Uh, so I think this is going to be a model for other drugs. You know, we don't have drugs that uh, that uh, you know, the FDA has approved in the United States, at least, uh, for, to say block cannabinoid receptors, uh, so that we could apply this to other uh, drugs. Uh, uh, but I, I think the basic idea behind this will spread that uh, that you have to reactively reverse uh, the association you have in your brain that that if, uh, that it that it's your brain uh, that's pursuing uh, this chemical uh, despite your own uh, kind of uh, uh, against your own best interest you know m most people who have trouble drinking or any substance they recognize rationally that this is not in their best interest and yet they keep doing it because uh, the brain and the neurology behind it is uh, very persuasive very persistent Yes. And so uh, th this is why people fend off these cravings uh, for quite a long time uh, before they relapse. What's interesting, uh, uh, Dr. Sinclair, who developed this uh, approach, uh, he also kind of uh, uh, elaborated uh, one component of it, which is called the alcohol deprivation effect. And what the research shows is that if you go uh, a while without drinking, uh, let's say, let's say you have alcohol dependence uh, and you go a while without drinking, uh, that actually, uh, we, you see an actual increase in the interest in that until finally you drink. Uh, and when you do, you essentially uh, make up for lost time so that when mm. people relapse, you, you often see these uh, really large uh, binges. Uh, yes. So the alcohol deprivation effect, that's why abstinence not only doesn't uh, actively address the real issue, uh, it actually can, uh, abstinence uh, can uh, make it worse in some ways because it's essentially a ticking time bomb. It's only a matter of time for most people uh, before they simply uh, uh, have another drink uh, despite uh, years of, uh, of sobriety. Wow, this is a game changer, I must tell you. It change, it's, it's just something else. It changes everything. Now, you have also used the Sinclair method in treating um, other general psychiatry patients, including those with depression, anxiety, etc. Um, tell us about that. Well, the the the, the uh, naltrexone itself, and, and especially with the Sinclair method, uh, is uh, really primarily around uh, alcohol and uh, gambling. But of course, uh, what we find is that uh, people who uh, there's a, quite a bit of overlap between anxiety, uh, depression, uh, uh, sleep disorders, uh, yes. and alcohol use, and oftentimes uh, people. Uh, uh, think that uh, they're, they're drinking uh, and it's uh, to reduce anxiety or it's to improve their mood or to improve uh, sleep. Uh, but actually, uh, uh, while they may have some short-term relief, uh, the, the, uh, the drinking actually uh, worsens uh, these uh, conditions. Uh, so what we find is that uh, by doing the Sinclair method, uh, and reducing people's uh, alcohol use, uh, they are often able to uh, either reduce uh, or discontinue uh, an antidepressant such as an SSRI or a sleep aid or something like that. So really, uh, and of course, alcohol has uh, causes increased risk for cancer and, and essentially every system in your body yes. uh, is made worse off by exposure to alcohol. So that's what we find is that people's overall health, mood, anxiety, sleep quality. Of course, drinking regularly is expensive as well. 
so uh, uh, financially, uh, actually, people save uh, quite a bit of money. And one of the common things we hear uh, uh, after, uh, because most people have tried other more traditional treatments, one thing that we hear uh, is uh, in addition to the relief that people feel because they can see that the grip is loosening around their brain, as far as this goes, uh, people have spent uh, 10, 20, $30,000 or more on a residential treatment programs through the years. And they are often uh, sort of angry, really, that they haven't heard of something uh, like this. You know, that why didn't someone tell me about this? Uh, and uh, it's really uh, kind of understandable. The, the medication itself, naltrexone, uh, has been FDA approved uh, in America since 1994. But what's interesting about it is that uh, originally the medication uh, did not involve drinking. And so when, when uh, it was used in clinical practice, uh, pre uh, prescribers would simply say, here, take this medication and go as long as you can without drinking. Uh, and it really didn't work that well because you have to combine the behavior of drinking with the absence of the reward uh, for that association in your brain uh, to be extinguished, uh, for it to be reversed. And it, it was interesting because they found in those initial studies that the people who did not follow the rules of the provider, the people who actually drank, uh, that's when you would see that uh, uh, you would see that their the size of their binges uh, was uh, they, those binges were much smaller than the people who uh, followed instructions. Yes, amazing. Now, why can patients continue to drink while uh, receiving treatment through the Sinclair method? Is it is Sinclair the only um, treatment that allows those who take alcohol to continue taking it while on treatment? Well, there are some uh, therapeutic uh, approaches uh, that uh, uh, advocate uh, controlled drinking. So you develop strategies uh, to, to control or to, to manage, you know, moderate, uh, you know, medicate, uh, uh, you know, moderate uh, drinking. Uh, but this is the only treatment that really actively uh, reverses uh, your brain's interest. Uh, and to answer kind of your question, well, okay, well, how can a person that has developed this problem, how can they kind of continue to drink? What we uh, uh, know uh, from research is that people who develop uh, drinking problems, it's not from some uh, moral failing. It's not even from uh, necessarily a traumatic childhood or uh, these other kind of conditions that we might think uh, there's certainly increased risk. But really, uh, the basic uh, kind of difference between people who develop drinking problems and those who don't is the way that their brain responds to the alcohol. People who develop uh, drinking problems uh, find this, uh, these endorphins to be really, really rewarding. Uh, you find essentially an exaggerated uh, response uh, to, to, to the drink itself. And uh, so once you block uh, these endorphins with the medication, uh, the person, uh, when the person drinks, uh, their, their experience of drinking is actually much more similar to someone who does not have a drinking problem. So uh, as long as they take the medication, they're essentially going to be able to have one or two or whatever the appropriate amount is for that situation. Uh, they will essentially to, to be able to drink uh, in a uh, normal way. Uh, and it's a lot like, uh, in many ways, uh, people who are uh, lactose intolerant, for example, if they want a bowl of ice cream, uh, you know, they, they're missing this enzyme to break down uh, lact uh, lactate. So if they want to have a bowl of ice cream without having a stomachache, they always take their lactate. Uh, prior to having a dairy product. And that's the same kind of thing here. Uh, if you uh, just by luck of the draw happen to have an exaggerated response uh, to the rewards of alcohol, 
uh, it's going to be really smart for you to take this medication to uh, essentially dampen uh, that response. And so you, you can have a normal uh, kind of relationship with alcohol and you can go a week or more or however long it is. Uh, and it's just not a big deal. You're not going to need to keep track of days. You're not going to need to pat yourself on the back even. It's just to be something that <laughs> yeah. uh, you're you're just uh, if it's there and if your coworker wants to have a drink, you do, and if you don't, uh, you're not you're not thinking about it either. So that's the the other thing too with a lot of alcohol treatments. Even if you're not drinking, uh, you're spending a lot of time thinking about not drinking. So yes. so the whole issue itself still occupies an enormous amount of space. It's still kind of front and center in your life. Uh, we don't want uh, people to have to live with that. Uh, we don't want people to live even with the Sinclair method beyond just uh, uh, taking the medication uh, prior to drinking. They're really, uh, you know, we want you to be uh, free from the entire situation, essentially. Uh, and you don't have to feel like an oddball at the party. You don't have to decline invitations. As long as you take your medication uh, uh, prior, at least one hour prior to your first drink, uh, you'll be able to be a part of normal uh, customs, which, are, you know, of course, there's Alcohol use in the in the Bible, even. I mean, this is this is a normal part of, of human uh, social uh, ritual uh, drinking. So to to not be a part of it, uh, you you really uh, you really are going to miss out in some sense. Uh, now, of course, people some people don't want to drink, and that's great that this will work for them as well. Because once they reach that point of indifference, uh, again, they're not going to have to fight. Bringing you the good news all day long. You, you, you were tuned in to the hottest station on the planet. On the planet. Keep it locked. Yeah, well, so while you're on that, if I can just chime in, Brian, you say alcohol is also used in the Bible now. The Bible says give alcohol or strong drink to someone who's ready to perish. So I don't know how we can balance the two with the use in the Bible because when you read the Bible, the Bible tells you that alcohol is for those who are ready to be I mean, done. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, and I, I wasn't specifically, much, I think I said biblical uh, times in the sense that uh, essentially just dating uh, okay. how long uh, alcohol has been a part of our culture, not necessarily that it was uh, any particular uh, endorsement uh, mm -hmm. yes. in the Bible. Uh, simply, I could have said ancient uh, or, you know, that, it, that it's been, that alcohol has been a part of human cultures uh, for you know, thousands of years. Essentially, essentially it's a, a, a normal part of our, our societies as well, not, not a pathological one like some other substances. Yes, well, that, that, is, that is well understood. Now, let's talk about who is it for? Who is the best candidate for the Sinclair method? Could it be that one tablet daily can resolve alcoholism is that what you're saying who is the best candidate for this tablet or whatever um, the number of the tablets i don't know whether it's two or one right that's right and, and that's right and and essentially it's not even a daily tablet uh at some point uh it's it's really uh, an as-needed tablet uh oh. you know you can think of it like a, a seatbelt like that you know it's like yes well, how many <laughs> how many times a week am I going to have to wear a seatbelt? Well, every time you get in the car, it's going to be a I good love idea it. for you. To, as to needed tablets. Yeah. As, as needed. As, as needed tablet. That's right. So, 
So it's not something you take every day. If uh, uh, you know you drink once a week or, or once a month or once a year or whatever it might case might be, uh, you just want to make sure that your brain uh, never gets uh, this uh, chemical reward uh, for for the behavior. Uh, in terms of who it's helpful for, uh, you know, we don't really uh, have uh, any uh, kind of uh, a bar uh, or a hurdle uh, to get over. Uh, if if uh, a person is drinking in a way that they think uh, uh, is unhealthy or or, or that uh, it's un, uh, you know they're unsatisfied with, they've lost some control. A lot of people during the pandemic uh, developed a habit of just kind of drinking daily, and that was something new for them. Uh, uh, so we do have just kind of people who don't have DUIs, whose urges are fine, who are otherwise happy, but they're but they're developed the habit of drinking uh, every day uh, during the pandemic. Uh, and then we have people who drink uh, three bottles of wine uh, every uh, night, and uh, they really, uh, or people ha have uh, had uh, uh, DUIs, or their marriage is in trouble, or they have uh, some other kind of uh, specific uh, situation that has prompted them uh, to to do something about their drinking. So that's a nice thing about it as well. It's not expensive. It's not not inconvenient. You don't have to go to meetings. Uh, all of our services are online, so you can just sit uh, wherever you want to sit, in your home, in your car, wherever you might uh, happen to be. Uh, there's no meetings. Uh, you know, there's really, uh, uh, we do ask people to keep track of their drinking uh, because you, we, you get, you're going to get about a 25% reduction per month, something like that. Uh, so, uh, so people are still drinking, uh, you know, for, for, for in the short run, uh, but uh, they're drinking less and less and less. And, uh, you know, about four to six months later, they will be at this point of indifference. So it's really helpful for uh, uh, any age, any type of drinking, uh, beer, wine, uh, vodka, uh, all of the above, uh, ages, ethnicities. Uh, there's really, uh, there's really uh, no no kind of a barrier. There's no, really no particular reason uh, to, to to not do it. You know, of course, it does require uh, kind of the a minimum uh, kind of uh, behavior on, on the part of the user. I mean, they do have to take the medication uh, each and every time before they drink. Uh, so there is some uh, uh, level of responsibility uh, for that. Uh, but uh, compared to uh, anything else uh, that can solve a, a major problem, uh, it's, it's really about the minimum, the minimum you could ask someone uh, uh, in terms of uh, uh, you know, sol solving any kind of problem, really. Uh, uh, and, and and as I just alluded to, it's not something, if you're a daily drinker, yes, at the beginning, you'll take it, uh, the medication every day. But ultimately, uh, uh, you know, it, it's just based on how often you drink, which might be once or twice a month or whatever, whatever your goals are. You know, we don't really have an idea about uh, how often someone should drink as long as uh, they uh, feel it's uh, appropriate. Uh, then that's fine. So we just want people to have effortless control is what we call it. Uh, you know, that you're, you're, you're drinking or not drinking in the precise way you want to. And it's not that uh, big of a deal for you. Yes, sounds like a business opportunity. I tell you, there are just so many, so many. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Go ahead, please, Brian. Yes, I, and I will say it's it's sort of it's sort of ironic because in some sense it's a bad business model uh, because it actually works. Uh, uh, you know, it, it's uh, you know, and and of course, the, and the medication itself is generic. Uh, so yes. there's really uh, you know the medication the the tablets even if you 
don't have insurance, uh, the tablets are about a dollar uh, uh, per tablet. Uh, so, Can you, you know, depending believe on how many it? days a week uh, you think, or uh, yeah, yeah, 30, 30, you know, if you drink once a week, that's going to be, uh, we'll say 50 tablets. Uh, uh, so there's not a lot of uh, money to be made. Really, where the money is made in terms of addiction treatment are kind of very expensive inpatient treatments where people are chronically relapsing. Uh, yes. They're coming out and maybe sometimes it's that very day. It's that very day that people relapse and sometimes it's a couple months. But uh, uh, oh, that's one idea of why uh, many people have not heard of the Sinclair method and, and they have not heard of this approach is because there really is not a big financial incentive uh, behind it. Uh, there's really, uh, you know, it just uh, it just it actually uh, solves the problem. Uh, and, uh, you know, people just take these tablets as needed uh, and they're very safe, non-addictive. Uh, uh, and, uh, so it's, uh, uh, it's not a big, uh, it's not going to be a big uh, moneymaker, uh, you know, given the fact that this drug is generic primarily. Well, in every business there's profit. So I guess it depends on how much profit you are looking at. Well, that's okay. just on the side. And I'm thinking... I believe everyone is sitting on the edge, just mm -hmm. like me now, thinking, where can I get the pill? Where can I get the tablet? Where can I get the treatment? How soon can one start? And is it only available in America or I can get it in Africa, South Africa? To be more specific, UK? Brian? Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. mm -hmm. That's right. You know, uh, it is definitely available in the UK. You know, we're the largest provider uh, in the United States, uh, SinclairMethod.org, O-R-G. Uh, and, uh, uh, of course, you know, it does re require a prescription. Actually, uh, Dr. Sinclair, uh, the original kind of uh, success or, or kind of widespread use of uh, the Sinclair method was actually in Denmark. Uh, in Denmark, uh, the Sinclair method is kind of the go-to treatment, as it should be really anywhere. Uh, so uh, there are certainly uh, European countries uh, where this is uh, more uh, uh more common where where and uh, and I think in the United States it is becoming more uh, uh, well known. I think uh, telehealth, uh, the fact that we can do video appointments now, uh, has really helped uh, with uh, kind of access to that uh, because a single provider. Uh, you know, we started in Seattle. Uh, we were able to see everyone in the entire state. Uh, you know, they didn't have to live within you know, driving distance of us uh, to help. Uh, so I think telehealth is going to increase access uh, for this as well. Yes. And South Africa, any chance? Well, what about someone who's outside the UK and the US? How do they get hold of it? Because they can get an appointment online. Now, has that also, has that also translated to online, getting the medication, right? Yeah, unfortunately, unfortunately not, because the uh, even the online video appointments, uh, you have to be within a, within a jurisdiction. You know, in the United States, okay. uh, it's you know there are fifty states, and you have to have a license in each uh, one of the states uh, to do it. One thing is, I will tell you that uh, you know now again, naltrexone is a, a an old uh, generic uh, drug, so a lot of times people uh, are able uh, to. To obtain a prescription, uh, just in, in, in South Africa or, or UK or where, wherever it might be, uh, but what's interesting is that the 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 doctor, the prescriber, 
it's almost uh, uh, certain that the that, that the doctor will not be aware of how to use the drug properly. Uh, so so that's why uh, even going to just a website or becoming informed about uh, the proper way to take the medication uh, is often just as important as uh, acquiring the medication because there's certainly uh, and you know of course. I don't advocate this uh, on the record, but uh, we, we do have people that have uh, come to us who have uh, obtained the medicine through, uh, you know, online pharmacies in other countries. And, uh, you know, of course, the quality of that uh, might uh, be, uh, uh, you know, I, I guess uh, it could be variable. We're, we're not sure. But, uh, you know, I, I think uh, finding the medication is one thing, uh, but then also properly using it because a lot of times, uh, the, the prescriber, uh, and even the pharmacist. We have people who tell us all the time they go, when they go pick up the medication at the pharmacy, uh, the pharmacist will tell them not to drink on it, uh, mm. which, are, which, of course, is the uh, incorrect uh, advice. Uh, so so I, think, uh, I think you can find these medications. You can find naltrexone because it's so old uh, and then kind of uh, educate yourself uh, in terms of, of, of taking it properly because... Uh, most most providers are not going to be aware of it. Wow. Sounds like a very effective treatment. And I hope after this interview, doors for it could open and will open in other parts of the world, including South Africa, for those in desperate need of this treatment. But I will encourage everyone to check your website and see what they can come up with from there. Now, the show comes to an end, but the conversation doesn't have to. How can our listeners and viewers find out more about you and about the Sinclair Method? Brian? Uh, yeah, uh, our website has uh, lots of information on it, SinclairMethod.org. Uh, Sinclair uh, and I believe uh, we're on most of the social media, uh, whether it be Facebook or, or, uh, or Twitter, the usual kind of social media uh, spots. But really, the website's the best place to go. Uh, essentially, everything uh, you, you would need to know about the Sinclair Method is on it. Uh, there's also a book about the Sinclair Method uh, written by a psychologist. Uh, and his, uh, the name of the book is The Cure for Alcoholism. Uh, and it, uh, it is, uh, uh, is essentially uh, a description of the Sinclair method and includes uh, the research uh, supporting uh, uh, its right now and kind of a description of, uh, you know, why it works, essentially. Oh, that's beautiful. And that book, again, is The Cure for Alcoholism. And the website is the Sinclair Method dot o-r-g i take that again the sinclair method dot o-r-g connect find out read do your own research and look this interview has shed so many so much light so i believe from here everyone will just know where to go to get the book go to the website and everything will just lead to another. One thing will just lead to another. Brian, thanks a gazillion times once again. I think this is a liberator and a game changer for families who need support, who have been going through all kinds of, uh, have been dealing with all kinds of alcoholism. This is a game changer for them. What will be your last words to everybody listening, to those who listen later, those who watch this later? Brian? 
Well, I think I uh, used the right word, liberate, liberation. It's, it's, uh, it's a treatment that does not involve you uh, uh, fighting a battle the rest of your life. Uh, it, it really does uh, uh, make you uh, reverse the neurology uh, that's behind the addiction uh, so that you can just go live your life. Uh, it's inexpensive, it's convenient, it's private, uh, and uh, uh, it really uh, is uh, really uh, worth trying at the very least. Uh, the, 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 the barrier to entry is so low that uh, if you think you might be drinking in an unhealthy way, uh, why not give it a shot? Yes, that is it. There's an opportunity for all those who wants to reduce their alcohol use without rehab, without abstinence. Give it your best shot. Remember, first do your own research, check the website, get the book, get as much information as you can. Ask your doctor and ask and get a second opinion, a third one, and make sure you follow the instructions because anything where you don't want to follow instructions, forget about effective results or any productive results from there. Well, from me to you, to all our listeners and viewers around the world, well done. MDN Talk Radio. The mic swings to you at MDN Talk Radio. The conversation is upbeat with life-enhancing chats moderated by personalities that matter. Exclusive conversations to keep our radio community interactive is with you now. Log on from the comfort of your couch or take us along in your palm as you go. Hear us. The undeniable choice.